Hi, I'm Pastor Dallas Billington, Senior Pastor here at City Church, and we want to welcome you today to our services. We hope that no matter what you're facing in life, that through the message today, through God's Word, He will truly encourage your heart. Well, I want to thank you for something. Don't laugh at me. I got another McDonald's illustration. (laughs) So... I went to McDonald's this week, and wow, I couldn't believe it. Now, I don't know if you've realized this or not, but for four years, McDonald's Diet Coke has been a dollar, okay? Do you know that the same one that I get now is a dollar eighty? And North Canton, with the tax, it, or whatever they call it, down, it's, it's almost two dollars. And I thought, that's just, that's just a little, you know, Diet Coke, right? And I wonder, here's, I'm going to get to my point just a minute, just hold on here. And I, I wonder how in the world, I mean, fam, younger families are, are making it today. I mean, this is crazy what groceries and inflation and gas and utilities, all these other things. So that being said. I, I want to thank you. I, I can't thank you enough. Uh, the way that you give in, in two ways, the way that you gave for this miraculously one-time offering, which truly was a miracle the way all of you gave. And secondly, in what's so important, how that on a weekly basis that you give of your tithes and offerings. You know, we don't talk much about that here at City Church. I believe it's, it, it, we pray about it, and it's up to you to, to give of your tithes and your offerings. And, and because of that, I really do believe, you know, we've turned around and given so much money to local missions. The Lord, he didn't honor you, doesn't honor me. He honors himself. And you were willing to say, hey, you know, I'm going to give back my tithes and offerings. And, and the Lord sing all this. I really believe that's why we're, he gave us practically this, this building that we're moving into. And because the way that you gave at that one-time offering, I'm, I'm telling you, we've been meeting over there, and, and Ben and Ernie have been doing a majority of it. Uh, and Lisa was there last week with different contractors and so forth that you truly, I really do believe are going to be so humbled uh, when we're able to walk in there after you see not only what Grace Church did uh, before uh, we actually moved in, they still kept remodeling all the restrooms, all things, truly amazing what they did. And, but what we're going to do in the main sanctuary and some different areas and electronics and the ceiling, the carpet, the chairs, all those different things. So, it just hit me while I was at McDonald's this week. I just wanted to say that. And I, I just, I mean, that's just one little thing. And again, the way that you give, thank you. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for City Church. Jesus, I, I, I can't thank you enough for how you've blessed us, how they've been willing to stay with us this whole time. And now you're giving us this other facility and in a way that uh, we could have never even thought when you started this this fellowship called City Church. So, Lord, as we look to your word today, Lord, will you speak to our hearts truly what you have given us? In Jesus' name, amen. 
Uh, if you have your Bibles today or you can look uh, up on the screen, we're going to look at God's Word today in just four different areas on, on remembering what Jesus Christ gave you, what he gave you and me. You know, I, I just think we kind of go about the week. We know we're believers, but yet we don't stop and think, hey, I'm a believer. What, what do I have that the world doesn't have? What do I have to be thankful for that, man, the world is just all over the place searching, but yet we have this uh, in us as a believer. Well, let's look at Colossians chapter 3, verse 13. Colossians 3, 13. First thing we want to look at today is, is how it's so important to realize that what forgiveness means and that you are forgiven. What forgiveness means and that you are forgiven. Look at Colossians 3.13. Bearing with one another and forgiving one another. If anyone has a complaint against another, even as Christ forgave you, so you also must do. You know, as I looked the first part of that verse, I didn't mean to, to use this verse knowing that you're, so, oh, thanks, Dallas. We're going into being around people this Thanksgiving. I don't want to be around. And now you got to give me that verse, right? <laughs> oh, great. Right. <laughs> got to read around. Oh, love you. Love you, too. It's great to see you. <laughs> right? Right? I'm being honest, right? We're honest here. You know, you're around people, and you think, how do I deal with this, Right? How do I deal with this? Well, the way that we deal, especially this time of year, as Christ has forgiven me, has forgiven me. Christ, let me read the, the last part of that. As Christ forgave you, so you also must. As Christ forgave you. Christ died for us while we were yet sinners. God's word tells us that. You know, it's hard to kind of, it's really hard to define. Uh, and I even looked that up after I was struggling with it on and off in different ways. It's hard to actually define this as to where the Bible gives us just so many different examples. You know, and especially when I, I don't actually, well, let me back up for a minute so I don't forget this. You know, it doesn't mean when you've been hurt by somebody or you don't get along with it, it doesn't mean you have to, to be around them or be with them all the time. You just have to know that you have, in your heart, have forgiven them. Doesn't mean you have to be around them. In your heart that you forgive them. Why? Because we know Christ has forgiven us on the cross. He died for all of our sins. And that day that we prayed and asked him to come into our heart, Jesus, will you forgive me for all of my sins? He didn't wait and say, oh, I see this and I see it. Now nah, I'll do that maybe later. I'm not sure if I'm going to forget. That. Immediately, by the blood of Jesus Christ, we are forgiven. Without the shedding of blood, there is no remission. There is no forgiveness of sin. What Jesus Christ did for us on the cross and how that we can go to him in knowing that 
how important forgiveness is. Realize that you've been forgiven. Here's what's so important. We walk around, and I'm not here to bang you all around today, but we do walk around. I want to ask you this question. How many days last week did you actually bow your head, whether you were driving your car, I don't, late at night, early in the morning, and you said, Jesus, will you show me in my life the areas that I need to ask for forgiveness. Man, it is amazing to me. Immediately, he shows me in many ways the greatest area. It just is right there in the forefront of my mind. We need to be and go to the Lord. If we, and what does it do? Well, when we go to the Lord, first of all, if you see somebody that's a new believer, right, they're just so excited about their life and it's so amazing and, and they just feel so, they even look different, you know? But as we are believers and we start to live down the road, there are times and we go a, a while and we don't, we don't ask for forgiveness. See, forgiveness through Jesus Christ is activated when we realize whatever sin it is in our life, that we confess it. See, when we actually know what Christ has done for us, man, it's amazing what it does. It, what do you have that day when you say, Lord, will you, will you forgive me? It's washed away, you're cleansed, and there is a freedom that we have for that day. And whatever happens through that day, if we need to go before the Lord, a thought we had or something we did, Lord, forgive me. It's activated because only Jesus Christ can forgive us of that sin. What Jesus does is he is he's the only one that truly us deep down to forgive. Yes, we need to do that's an example there, that we need to, to set the example in our lives for others. What Jesus did for me, I need to forgive those in my life that have hurt me. Doesn't mean you have to be around them all the time. I'm not saying that. I can't stress that enough. What I am saying, though, bitterness will destroy you. It will literally destroy your life. We live in a time there's more divorces than ever, right? We all know that. And it will destroy you if you don't forgive certain people in your life. God wants you to live free. And he wants you to have joy. The joy of the Lord is my strength. He wants us to have that. And to know, it's just we go before the Lord, you know, will you forgive me here, Lord? And he is the one that does. Just as Christ has forgiven us. Christ died for us while we were yet sinners. Know that today. Know that you have as a believer something that unbelievers don't have, knowing that we can be forgiven. Go before the Lord. Lord, I, I thought this, I said this, and, and we go say, Lord, will you help me in this area? Will you forgive me? And he does immediately. God does, and we can go right into his throne room through the blood of Jesus Christ 
that was shed on the cross for our sins. What happens, what, what happens as all this is taking place? How does that actually, how's that actually activated? Well, we know that, that we're forgiven and that we need to confess that sin. And it is amazing to know what Christ does for us, that he forgives us when we actually come before him as a sinner. What's the second thing he does? Well, I want you to look at another passage today that many of you are familiar with in John chapter 14. In verse 26, John 14, 26. What else does Jesus give us? But the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. But the helper... The Holy Spirit, we talk a lot about the Holy Spirit here at our fellowship, whom the Father will send in my name. <clears throat> he will teach you all things and bring to remembrance all things I said to you. <clears throat> I want you to get this. This is so important. Well, actually, two aspects of this. I honestly believe that we take this for granted, especially if you grew up uh, maybe you, of course, you weren't always a believer. There had to be a time you accepted Christ as your Savior. But you grew up around other, other believers, and you, and you heard about the Holy Spirit and different things that the Holy Spirit were doing. That, that was just something, you know. Do you know that if it's not Christianity, if it's not what you know as an evangelical Christian, two-thirds of the world... The Holy, the Holy Spirit's form to them in religion. I'm not just talking about in the world. I'm talking about in religion. Religion is built on, and people look at their religion like this. That's why all the things are based in most religion on works. I do this. I do that. I do this. Then God is pleased with us. And I can go on, and I can feel like the Lord's pleased with me. And what do we always hear about people? Well, you know, someday before I stand before the Lord, you know, and, and these are non-believers that are talking. Well, I hope my good outweighs the bad, right? That's not what it's about. See, what they don't realize, it's not based on works, what we have. We, once we accept Christ as our Savior, you, we, have the Holy Spirit. Why did you show up here today? You showed up here today as a believer because the Holy Spirit led you. That's why. It's exactly why you did. The Holy Spirit, the helper, who, who Jesus said, when I leave this earth, the Holy Spirit is going to come. And we saw that and we see in the book of Acts. And we, we know that we have the Holy Spirit the day that we accept Christ as our Savior. He will teach you all things. He will bring to your remembrance. This is so important. Listen to me. The Holy Spirit leads you. The devil pushes you. Don't miss that. There is a flow to your life with the Holy Spirit. And he, meaning God Almighty, through the power of Jesus, he's going to lead you. 
But if you and I can recognize that when we're being, all these things come at us, where there's temptation, all these different things we're going to get to in just a minute. But knowing the devil, it's never going to flow right. He's always going to push you. You know, like you're, you're out with your buddies you haven't seen for years, and they will, are relentless the nights you go out over and over and over for four hours. Hey, come on, have a drink. Come on, have a drink. Come on, I have a beer. Come on, I'll buy you a beer. Come on, have a beer. Come on. Why don't you have a beer? I, you know, I'd feel much more comfortable if you had a beer. Come on, drink. Come on. Right? That's exactly what happens. It's a push. The devil is always pushing you to sin. But Jesus always leads you and guides you and helps you and brings to your remembrance and teaches you. There is a flow to your life when you are living as a Christian the way that you should live. If it's all kind of kind of kind of messed up and not working with, hey, that's the devil trying to push you into whatever it is you know that you shouldn't be doing. There's a push and there's a pull, knowing that Jesus, with the power of the Holy Spirit, is always going to lead us in that way. That's why God's Word tells us that he comforts us. There's a comfort with the Holy Spirit. There's a teachable spirit. He teaches us. He guides us. He's going to show us. He's going to lead us in this path, and this path is smooth. Proverbs says, your way as a believer is smooth, but the way of the transgressors walking in all the wire, all the briar, and all the, bri all the bush out here. So you're walking down a smooth path the whole time they're walking on the, in the ditch and in, in all the briar bushes and all the thing, and gives that example. Man, it's amazing what we have, what Jesus has given us, and we're going to take a communion today that we're so thankful that we're forgiven. And secondly, he's given us the Holy Spirit that leads us in this life, that protects us in this life, that teaches us in this life. And he'll bring to your remembrance in you, when you're in certain times in your life you don't know what to do he'll bring to your remembrance this he's taught you he showed you in his word those verses that you remember memorizing maybe as a kid maybe as a new believer or knowing in times of temptation or hurt or knowing that when you don't know what to do Jesus said I'll never leave you I'll never forsake you we can call upon him in the middle of the night. And the Holy Spirit is there to comfort us. Man, don't take, forget, know what has been given us. Be aware every day, I have the Holy Spirit. I have Christ in you, tells us in the book of Colossians. Christ in you, that's the Holy Spirit. Christ in you, the hope of glory. When Jesus Christ, and we're aware of who he is in our life by the power of the Holy Spirit, we know that he's always got a plan. He's always got a plan. Let's look at the third thing today. What he's given us to forgiveness in the Holy Spirit in 1 John 4, 4, to build upon this. And I want to get a little... Maybe uncomfortable with this, but I want you to hear me out. 
1 John 4, 4. You are of God, little children, and you have overcome them. Meaning who? The world, the devil. Because he who is in you is greater than he, small h, who is in the world. See what we have? What he's showing us there in the connotation, or in other words, what we're trying to relate to today was that any aspect of temptation, we can overcome. Any aspect. A couple things, and I don't, I don't know if the whole time we've had seizures, I don't know if I've ever talked about this. And I was aware of it this week because it really destroys a lot of marriages and a lot of men, and, and, and that is gambling, okay? And I was listening to sports talk on my XM radio, and I was driving down a road, and the guy was upset, a little upset, so I kind of tuned in a little bit better. And he was saying, well, I just don't understand why Cincinnati, now Cincinnati Bengals, okay, and the quarterback for Cincinnati Bengals is Joe Burrow, all right? Now just stay with me. Joe Burrow last week hurt his wrist. And, and, well, I just don't understand. Now, he is from coming from a gambling standpoint. And he says, well, I, I just don't understand where they're just not giving a more of a report. We, we need to have that understanding as gamblers so we can gamble in the right way this week. Huh? What about the guy's health? You know, what, what about all that? But do you know, I don't want you to be naive. Gambling Runs all the sports talk shows. It runs all the major, you name it, baseball, football, basketball. It is the fuel that runs it. Now, you hear me give you sports analogy. I enjoy sports. I like sports. Don't get me wrong. But I'm just saying that, and then, it came, it, it, and then they gave the report finally at the end of the week. He's out for the rest of the season. Oh, the poor gam. What are they going to do? Right? Here's this guy's health, and they're, they're, they're upset because it hurts their, their spreadsheet or whatever they're looking at. I don't know, point spread or whatever they call it. But anyways, it destroys a lot of men. A lot. I mean, let's not get that wrong. That's what's going. Who can help that guy overcome that? Only the Lord can, because he so fills someone up as, as a believer now, their joy is not in that anymore. See, the different, whatever they're tempted, whatever you, whatever I'm tempted by, by the power of the Holy Spirit, you know that doesn't give you joy and give you peace, give you fun like it used to. You know, I'm going to be careful so I don't get... Uh, I'm sorry, I don't want to run over time today. I know my daughter's going to get mad at me. I'm looking at my watch. So, anyway, so, okay. I want to be real careful so we don't get thrown off the air. So, there is a uh, certain site that is uh, certain rated. Let's put it that way, okay? So, you kind of know where I'm coming as adults. Adult rated, let's put it that way. And now you know where I'm coming. And it's called only, and I won't use the rest of the, the letters that it's called, but it's called only something. It's kind of very, uh, it's destroying so many women and men. 
Now here's why. It's a, it, their life sites, any women in, in her house can be on air and any guy can go to it for a subscription, okay? And it's ruining marriages and it's ruining lives. And guess what else it's doing? The flip side, when a guy hears a girl has that, a woman has that sight, trust me today, it's becoming a pandemic or I wouldn't talk about it. When a woman has that sight and a guy finds it out, he, she doesn't realize he doesn't want to go out with her anymore. He doesn't want the future child of his kid or, you know what I'm saying, or or the mother of his child, or whom he's going to marry, that everybody else has seen all over the internet. But at the time, what does she say? The average woman today on that site, which I've never talked about, makes anywhere between $20,000 and a million dollars a month. All right? This is what's going on in the United States. This is what's going on all around the world. Do not be naive. This is destroying some people that you know. It's destroying them, and especially young people. They turn around, and you know what? That they, they, young lady's not going to be able to find a partner in marriage. And not only that, the easy money that she's making, where else is she going to find that kind of money? They say in Miami... It's almost difficult now to, to, it's become more difficult to rent some of the, the more lucrative, the higher paying uh, rentals in, the, in uh, um, large condo complexes down there. Because all these young women have all this money, they're renting all of them. So much money is in it. I'm talking millions of dollars. This is the world we're living in. This is what we're living in. What I am telling you today, because, see, we can get maybe in our little, little world as believers, but this is what's happening. This is the destruction that's taking place. This is some of the people that you know that if they're willing to tell you, this is what they're living. But I'm here to tell you, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Whatever you and I deal with, everybody has temptations. Everybody. It might be greed. It might be you fill in the blank. I don't know what it is, but I do know this, that whatever temptation that it is, thirdly today, Jesus has already won the battle. He's already won it. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. We're going to close with this. Last thing. Book of Hebrews And Hebrews tells us, chapter 11, and verse 13 through 16. What has Jesus finally given us today? Well, let me read verses 13 through 16. He's talking about all the different apostles and prophets the writer tells us they all died in faith. In verse 13, they all died in faith, not having received, received the promises. Let me stop right there. Some of you 
me, you, all, many of us will die, will die not having some of the promises we thought or answers that we thought or confusion that we have. We will die still with unanswered questions. We will die in that way. Man, they, the apostles, the Lord, 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 hey, when are you going to set your kingdom up for us? Man, we, we did, we've sacrificed everything for three and a half years. We're with you. Man, we're part. We can't wait. Lord, say, I, I, I'm out of here. What? I, I, I'm going to die on that cross, and then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be gone. I'm going to resurrect my light, and then I'm, I'm going to heaven, but you're still going to be here. Wait a minute. What? what you're not taking us with you right then? I don't know what this is all about. Not having received the promises, many of you or watching or here have, have been confused by what has happened to you that you thought life was going to turn out a little bit different than it has. They didn't receive the promises they all died, though, in faith. You know, we can't give the Lord anything, nothing, except one thing. The only thing that we can give him is our faith. That's it. These all died in faith, not having received the promises, but having seen them Far off, we're assured of them. Man, isn't it great? Hey, why do you show up, even though you've been banged around maybe by this world, why, why do you show up here as a believer? You know what Jesus has given us? He's given us hope. We know where we're going. We know this life is a vapor. We know it without a doubt. Let me Let me continue. And confess that they were strangers and pilgrims on this earth. That, that should be us. us. We're, just, we're just going through this life. For those who say such things declare plainly that they seek a homeland. And truly, if they had called it mine, that country from which they had come out of, they would have had opportunity to return. In other words, hey, how many times? Ah, oh, man. I, I, I wish I could go back. I wish things. I wish I was younger. I wish. I, I wish things used to be the way they used to be. We've all said that, but they didn't act on it, and that's what I believe is hopefully all of us today. We've all maybe wished and could have gone back, or things would have been different. But we know that there's something better, unless of what God continues to tell us. But now they desire a better place that it is a heavenly country. Therefore, God is not ashamed. What do you mean God's not ashamed? What does that actually mean? In other words, God's telling us today, he wouldn't change a thing that he said to you or a thing that he's done. He's not ashamed of one thing that he's done or said or the way that he's gone about your life. Now, are we willing to accept that? Why? Because he wants us to see where we're going. 
He wants us to see where we're going. And he says this, and I'll close. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God. God's saying, I want to be called your God. I want you to know that you have hope that you're going to heaven. I want you to know, and he continues, for he has prepared a city for them. You know, we get to heaven, there's no light. Jesus is the light of heaven. There's no darkness. It's, it's, it's all hope. You're going to see some of your life that, that many of them passed away years ago that you didn't understand. Some of the most godly people I know, and I could count them on my hand over my 40-some years of ministry, I even said, Lord, why? Why? It's not for me to question why the Lord took them early or why he took them. He's not ashamed of anything that he does or anything that he said. He just wants us to know that you and I as a believer, that we have hope. And he wants us to hold on to know that, that just as much as the apostles, prophets died not having received all the answers, the same as you, but they still did not waver in their faith, believed. Heaven, what Jesus gave us, is heaven. A couple days ago was my brother's birthday. You know, that's it. I didn't like it. I mean, he thought, you know, my brother taught me how to play sports. He beat people up for me. He, he taught me how to drive a car. You know, he taught me a lot. He gave me a lot. He was always there for me. And I will always be in debt. It is amazing how much you, you appreciate your loved ones more after they're gone, right? But, you know, there's coming a day. We'll never have to say goodbye, ever. Would God change a thing that he sent Jesus dying across, not just so he could be our king here in this life, is what the apostles wanted and were confused? He says, no, there's going to be so much better of a place that you will not have one question Five seconds after you're into heaven. Not one. All the questions you might have today, even as a believer, there will not be one. Because you will see heaven. All your loved ones are waiting there for us. And it's going to be exceedingly abundantly more than we could ever think or ask. It is going to be unbelievable. There's coming a day in the way this world is going. Jesus is coming back soon. And he says this, look up, look up, not down, look up, for your redemption draws nigh. 
Looking, looking, Titus 2.13, looking for the blessed hope and the glorious appearing of our Lord Jesus Christ. Man, God is so good to us. May we realize what Jesus has done for us today as we soon, in just a few minutes, partake of communion. Let's pray. As our heads are bowed today and you know, first and foremost, we always ask those, and we have a lot of people who watch, and maybe watch this later, be taped on our, on our app or YouTube, or I, I, I don't know when, or maybe you're watching right now live. I want you to know without a doubt, without a doubt, everything I talked about today, you can have through accepting Jesus Christ as your Savior. You see, Dallas, what do I have to do? All you have to do is have faith. All you have to do is go from believing to trusting. You've tuned in because you believe. You believe, there's, you believe in God. You believe something, there's something more to this life. I, I want you to know that you can have heaven as your home by praying right now because Jesus did what he was supposed to do and put himself on that cross some 2,000 years ago and died for all our sins so we could accept him into our heart to be our Lord and Savior, to forgive us for all our sins and immediately he says, our name is written in the Lamb's book of life forever and ever and ever. Man, what a day that will be if you're willing to pray this prayer right now with me. Jesus, I believe you died on the cross for all of my sins. And Lord, even though I don't fully understand everything, I'm willing to buy faith right now, Jesus, to know you died for me on that cross. You shed your blood, your perfect blood, Jesus, for all of my sins. Right now, I ask you, Jesus, to come in to my heart to forgive me for all of my sins. From this day forward, Jesus, help me to live by your resurrection power in Jesus name Father we thank you today as we give that same opportunity in our fellowship may a friend bring a friend if there's someone here today that wants to pray that same prayer and find heaven as their home and know you're always with them you'll help them always overcome Lord may they do so as we sing this invitation song we ask it in Jesus' name, a name above all names, in your name. Amen. I hope Jesus, through the power of the Holy Spirit, has spoke to you today through his word. You know, no matter what you go through, no matter what you face in life, I want you to know that through the one, Jesus Christ, through his death on the cross of Calvary, he shed his perfect blood for you and for me. And if you pray right now and ask Jesus into your heart, 
the message that you heard today, why God is speaking to you, I want you to know that you can have hope. And all you have to do is pray with me right now. Don't try and figure it out. The Lord says by faith, we accept Jesus as our Savior, and you'll have hope for eternity. You say, Dallas, will you help me? What do I have to do? Well, let me share with you a verse. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. If you're willing to believe that God sent his son to die on a cross for you, just pray this prayer with me right now. And you can have heaven as your home. Jesus will forgive you for anything you've done in this life. And you can have hope from this day forward. Pray this prayer. Dear Jesus, forgive me a sinner. I believe that you're God's son and you came and lived a perfect life and you died on the cross and you shed your perfect blood for all of my sin. And right now, Jesus, I ask you to come into my heart to forgive me for all of my sins and to cleanse me from all unrighteousness. And from this day forward, help me to live by your resurrection power. In Jesus' name. If you've prayed that prayer, we want to hear from you. Contact us through our website, City Church AC, or you can get at our church app through any of the um, streaming services, and we want you to know that we'll contact you. And from this day forward, no matter what you face, you'll always have hope knowing that Jesus is your Savior and he'll come through in your life. Thank you for being with us today.